In the Civil Rights Act of 1968, America does move forward. And the bell of freedom rings out a little louder. Hi there, this is A Little Louder, a podcast for wonks, housers, and rabble-rousers, where we talk about fair housing, community development, and how we can use these issues to build people power. I'm Christina Rosales, and I am in San Antonio, and my guest co-host is... Amelia Adams. I'm the community equity analyst here in San Antonio. So we took our podcast on the road, and we are recording from Amelia's office in San Antonio today because our topic is about the Renters Commission proposal here in San Antonio. Yeah, this is something really exciting that a lot of people are talking about around the city. So we brought Christina down to podcast it live. (laughs) Not quite live. live. (laughs) But Amelia, you've been in San Antonio for over two years now, just about two years. And it seems like since you've gotten here, a lot of the renters' issues have been picked up in the media and talked about by public officials. So how did that start? I wish I could say it was because of my presence here, but I, I think I would probably trace it back to the Mayor's Housing Policy Task Force, which convened a few years ago and was really focused on the question of how do we build a supply of housing and a housing stock that matches the need in our city. And it was a conversation that hadn't happened in the city for a really, really long time. So it's become citywide discussion point. And we saw the, the Saha tenants were organizing. They were talking about the conditions in their buildings. That's the housing authority tenants. That's the housing authority, exactly. And there were groups of tenants forming and convening around particular issues that they were having. And the media was picking up on issues that tenants were having, such as eviction and and other things. And it just became a real flashpoint moment for renters here. And if I'm not mistaken, a little less than half of San Antonio's residents are, are renters. So we're talking about nearly half of the city feeling as though they don't necessarily have a voice in city policy. That's right. And a lot of renters here really are struggling as the city grows and as the city gets more expensive to stay stable in their housing and to to be living in conditions that are safe and sanitary and comfortable for people of all incomes. So talk to me about the Renters Commission. It's my understanding that Councilman Roberto Trevino made this proposal last year. Yeah, back in June. Um, and um, and asked the city to form a renters commission. So what has that process looked like? Um, and like, what's next in that process? It was a long wait before it got to governance. And then we saw it go through the governance committee and it go through the what was called the Culture and Neighborhood Services Committee. And we're now in the point where it's about to go to the public for discussion. So uh, there's a lot of opposition, very vocal opposition from the apartment association and from the board of realtors. And uh, there's a lot of support from people who are either renting and they're finding out, oh, this is, this is a possibility, or people who are advocates who work with renters constantly and see what they're going through. In this episode, we are talking to some of the biggest supporters of the Renters Commission, and I I do want to say that a lot of the times these issues come to they, they come to, to this sharp divide and it's the the people who profit off of apartments, so landlords and big companies that own a lot of buildings and sometimes homeowners even who want to keep the their property values up and 
et cetera, versus the tenants and advocates. But something that I think, you know, in doing some of the research and interviews with this episode, there's a lot of reason for people to rally behind this idea. Uh, So we talked to Roberto, Councilman Roberto Trevino, about his reasoning behind it. And we talked to a small landlord and a community advocate uh, talking about why it, me- it matters to the community. And the community will see benefits from, from a renter's commission focused on renter's issues. Um, and then we talked to some tenants who, who believe that this is a way to get their voice heard. The opponents of this uh, renter's commission idea are really focused on the idea of property rights being undermined. But a lot of the people who are in support are challenging that and saying, let's look at the human element of this. And these are actual tenants are people and they're living in these properties. And we want to make sure that they know their rights and that they're supported. My name is Cynthia Merla Spielman, and I am co-founder, founding member and sit on the steering committee of Tier One Neighborhood Coalition, which is a horizontally aligned coalition of over 60 downtown inner city neighborhoods. And we partner with organizations. We don't ever declare we are for this or for that, but we provide space for neighborhood activists and advocates to organize and advocate and to share knowledge. One of the reasons that you came onto our radar is just some of the work you've been doing in the city. But in addition to that, um, you are a a small landlord. Um, Yes. So I wanted you to, to touch on why renters' rights are important from the perspective of a landlord. I'm hoping a renters' commission will address the slumlords, um, and our, particularly the, land, the absentee slumlords. The issue is, you know, they're not only preying on tenants, they're preying on our communities. And I was in a building, you know, in my own neighborhood a couple days ago, I and mean, there's exposed wiring. I mean, this is, you know, we've had things burn, houses burned down or, or units burned down because... People are just not doing the upkeep. This is an investment property to them, not a place that houses human beings. So I'm hoping a renter's commission will help address those issues. As a landlord perspective, I don't understand the fear of a commission. I understand how difficult sometimes it is. I mean, landlords and tenants are human beings. They, you know, in the best of times, things are great, but, you know, hard things happen as well. But I don't feel like our property rights extends to the human beings who live on the property we own. I mean, I don't, I don't see why the two have to be um, in conflict with each other. I'm hoping that the Renters Commission will give renters and our community empowerment and that they become, um, when they feel empowered, they become more part, integrated part of our communities. Oftentimes, renters, people will see renters as people who don't want to be part of a community that, you know, people like to rent because they can be more mobile. They don't have to invest in a community. But we're not finding that's the case in our downtown neighborhoods, that these are people that have been here sometimes 10, 15, 20 years. And they are part of my own neighborhood. They're part of they serve on our boards. They serve on our committees. And I think a renters commission will give renters a sense of identity, perhaps, that that once they feel at home, then they have empowerment to move more confidently through the communities they live in. But I'm hoping one of the things we can address as keeping rents affordable is, you know, we give we give big tax breaks and incentives to the big developers. But the truth is, if you look in the downtown area, particularly, there are a lot, a substantial amount of renter units that if those, if there was some way of helping keep those affordable, I think that would be really beneficial to renters as well. A lot of 
landlord lobbies have have come out against this renters commission uh for example the san antonio apartment association or the board of realtors and they they're obviously using a lot of tactics to stir up fear what are some of the main things that they're they're trying to convince the city of to be afraid of i know that um Sabor and the apartment association are putting out propaganda i think trevino used the term that this is going to be based on the seattle model and that was all it took i mean then they just went and looked up everything and said this is going to happen here and i think people are also afraid small landlords that if if tenants get a, a representation in court that then you'll have to hire an attorney too and that could be expensive i just don't understand why there isn't already somebody to advise legally tenants i i i i just don't see that as a problem what i say is look these are our neighbors these are not, if you're in an inner city neighborhood and you live in the area i mean all our units are on the same block these aren't just tenants these are also my neighbors and this is about my community and i think most small landlords once you start to talk that through like this is really who we are i think it 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 becomes easier i wanted to ask you let's say uh, public support is overwhelming for the renters commission and it it happens what are some of the things that you'd like to see the renters commission tackle you know pretty pretty soon if if it's established every renter understanding their rights i think um there has to be a way of holding property owners and property managers accountable for repairs and for upkeep i think because if it is an investment opportunity and you're not a local landlord and you really don't care you know it pays for you to ignore as much as possible any kind, you know you don't want to put any more money into the properties than you have to so the idea of the upkeep the idea of renters rights i think you know renters need some legal recourse if if they are being unfairly treated but i also think there has to be a place of discussing as a, as an education tool for all of us discussing what some of the renters issues are and that renters should be able to talk about this in a larger arena without fear of reprisal because if you're a renter now like these people that are living with exposed wiring it's like you know why haven't you called co-compliance why haven't you had well you know I'll get evicted I, they won't they'll throw me out or and i i think if it what we found in neighborhood issues if, if it's not just you if you're not alone you're able to affect change on a larger scale without fear of reprisal or less fear of reprisal and so those are the things i'd like to see happen on a renters commission and and to talk about how to keep rents affordable whatever whatever you know let's have the hard conversation how do we keep rents affordable I'm Roberto Treviño. I'm the city council member for District 1. District 1 is the uh, district that represents the center city of San Antonio, the oldest part of our city, the original part. Uh, we just celebrated 300 years in San Antonio. And so District 1 also represents a lot of the different phases that the city has grown into because of the 300-year span and and uh, the way the city has developed. Uh, it's now past 410, growing out into more sprawling areas. District 1, you know, really kind of encapsulates a lot of the housing issues that a lot of cities are facing. And so, you know, we really, really focused on protecting the nature and character of what we think is the heart of our city. There's a component of this that that can be tackled through the way we the way we build our city the way we build infrastructure and 
including housing as infrastructure. In other words, looking at it as part of the way a city functions is just as important as the way we look at roads and drainage and lighting. The housing is is that important, and we want to make sure that we're protecting that and providing sort of a master plan that keeps a vibrant city together. I think that you bring up an important point of the theory of, of how we, um, we do urban development. One thing that's very apparent in San Antonio is that wages have stayed fairly stagnant in the city while the costs of housing have risen significantly. And, and I think that that has an impact on definitely everybody across the city, but particularly renters who aren't making a lot of money renters who are working in um, service industry and even renters who are serving the community as teachers and, and police officers, et cetera. So um, what is the landscape for, for renters that you've heard of um, in San Antonio? What have people brought up to you a lot? We talk a lot about the pressures that homeowners experience, but we almost never talk about the pressures that renters experience. It's almost like a renters are literally in a no man's land. There, there just isn't much protection when it comes to property taxes. There's very little discussion in, in, in terms of, of how we can provide safety nets for, for, for renters. But I, I'll tell you that what I hear a lot, it's, it's not unlike most people's experience. It was my experience. You know, I, I didn't, grew up and just simply go out and buy a house. I, I rented for many years. And most people who, who are going out on their own and, and trying to make a life for themselves typically start off by simply renting a place. And you're almost always certainly look, looking for an affordable place to live. And especially if you're trying to save money to someday potentially buy a house. But you know, I'm also hearing there's a lot of people who are choosing simply to not not buy a house. They, they that's not they're not necessarily completely committed to buying a house. They just want to find a an affordable place to live, but be better connected to city services, city parks, uh, enjoy you know, the, the the city, the urban lifestyle, so to speak, and and start start looking at things a, a little differently. You know, aside from that, this is this is pretty much why we feel strongly about creating a renters commission because there's just there just isn't a whole lot of avenues for renters. There's not much of a of a voice when it comes to policy making. When the city creates incentive packages and, and policies, uh, they're usually really slanted or, or really meant to help protect homeowners. You know, we have created several pilots, one, uh, the right to counsel program to to help address one of the concerns, which is evictions. Evictions are a big, big deal in our city. Uh, I visited several eviction courts and they're packed. And uh, we have to kind of look at that as a as a symptom of a bigger issue. This this is this is about creating a, a more equitable strategy. In San Antonio, 47 percent of our population rents. So, you know, that's just about half of our community. And so if you're if you're creating policies or trying to address something and only look at home homeowners, then you're only looking at half the problem of, of the property owner. Along with that is is uh, providing some just a better, a more informed rentership. And, uh, and I think I think everybody benefits from that. The programs that have 
demonstrated that throughout the country, like in New York City, have demonstrated that when you keep people, renters or tenants in their home, you know, everybody benefits. And and so this isn't just about renters. This is also about landlords and creating a sense of stability in our community. I, I want to talk about uh, the, the Renters Commission in particular because it's the most newsworthy and and it's my understanding that you requested it last year, and it is now moving through uh, committees and, and through public support. But I still think, from my understanding, that it's a little bit contentious about what it's for, who it's for, and, and the interests it represents. Can you talk me through um, what you envision a renter's commission would be doing? In the city of San Antonio, we have boards and commissions, and they're, they're structurally, they're developed basically two different ways. You can have a, a board or commission that's known as at-large, meaning that they can be picked just about from any part of the city. And and certainly it's not somebody, it's not somebody that's picked by the council member of that district. The other uh, type of commission is, is a single member district representation uh, or representative, which is what we are as a city council. So I represent district one as an, for example, it's a geographic location of the city. And we have many other boards and commissions that I pick commissioners for. One, for example, an important one is zoning. And uh, it's important to, to have that, especially for zoning, because you can imagine you, you want somebody that's understanding the issues and pressures that are happening in that area. And, uh, and so that is known as a single member district representation. That's what I'm asking for. So what I'd like to see in San Antonio in a renters commission is a single member district representative that can be picked by the council member of that district. We have 10 districts and the mayor. That would mean an 11 member commission. That commission made up of, of, of people who were selected by the city council to, to be advisory, to, to listen to issues, to listen to the concerns that, that, that are happening in our city that they can, they can talk about the, the impacts of, of our comprehensive planning. They can talk about the impacts of our zoning requirements and changes and can talk to talk about the uh, a safe place for renters to come and express their concerns that can take up you know some of the potential policy ideas that this council can then look at. Uh, it is it is a, a way to to bridge what I think has been missing for too long. We have a housing commission right now. The housing commission is an at-large commission. Not a single member on that commission was appointed by city council. They were all appointed by the by the mayor, and they are also known as at-large positions, which means that they didn't have they don't have to be geographically dispersed throughout the city. So you right now, you know, you could have all the commission members from one neighborhood if you, if if that's the way it worked out, but for the most part, they all are from from one side of town. And you could say that the south side, the west side, the east side generally do not have representation in our city. My name is Kayla Miranda. I am a resident at Alizon Apache Works, which is run by Saha. I am the chairperson for the Alizon chapter of the historic West Side Residents Association. I kind of fell into that when I started going through a really horrible situation with Saha, and I reached out to them, and 
found out that most of my neighbors were going through the same thing. So that's kind of how I got started in all this. When you talk about that, that situation at your apartment, are you talking about living conditions or, um, or something else? It's m- multiple issues from harassment, being cussed at, being yelled at, paperwork being lost, the rent calculations being wrong, getting hit with excessive fees for things that you don't you don't even have or getting charged for routine maintenance, them taking the rent that you pay and applying them to all these different fees and then saying you don't pay the rent. I actually got evicted in October and I'm in the appeals process to county court. So every month I got to go pay my rent to the county court while it's in appeals. It, it sounds like being a renter, even with a you know a subsidy through through the housing authority, it is it it still puts you in a pretty vulnerable position. Does that sound right? Yes, I mean, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much at the mercy of your landlord. Exactly, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Why do you think this this kind of situation exists in San Antonio? It's, you know, it's a it's a big city, it's a booming city, and but it, it just seems like renters are are put in in vulnerable position, kind of no matter where they live. Why do you think that is? The way that the laws are written right now, it's very pro landlord. Even when you go to the court, it's pro landlord. Everything is for the landlord, and there's very, very little tenant rights. Texas is very big on everyone, you know, being really independent and really, you know, being able to do what they want to do. And when they do that, they leave vulnerable people open to predators, these predatory real estate agencies, these companies, they come in and they buy the land cheap, and then they build these huge buildings and have all these apartments, and then you have to follow whatever rules they want, whatever deposit they want, whatever rent they want. And there's no cap. There's no one policing any of this. They can they can charge anything. And if you want a place to live, you're going to pay it. If you're already in a pretty delicate situation uh, with 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 the housing authority um, and, and having to go to to court and pay rent and as it's an appeal, what will happen if if things don't really go your way um, with with this court filing process? Every everyone's situation is a little bit different. Me personally, um, I don't have extended family that I can go stay with. I have four kids. Three of them have learning disabilities. Uh, my son's the worst. He has autism. That is why I had to leave my job. And in order to take care of him, I was getting called in every day. And, you know, no employer is going to put up with you missing work every single day. That's that's why I'm in the predicament I am. So trying to pay full rent somewhere else is not going to happen for me. I just don't have the income for it. If I cannot be in Saha, then I'm homeless. The city, at least some city officials, are talking about what they can do to make sure that the the table isn't turned entirely toward landlords. That that renters have a voice in pol in, in city policy and housing policy. As a renter, I mean, what are you looking for so that so that things are a little bit more fair from your perspective? We need renters to have a, a board 
where other renters can go. They can explain what's going on with them. They can freely talk without any type of feedback from the landlord itself because people are scared. People are not going to go talk to a city official because they're afraid of retaliation. They're afraid that they're going to lose their place. They're afraid of being, you know, harassed and attacked. So they just keep quiet about the things that are going on. If there is somewhere that is just renters, that is independent from the housing commission, where people can go and voice their complaints freely, then we can know what is happening in San Antonio. The worst thing anyone could do is be silent about it. I didn't know all my neighbors were going through the same thing until we started asking. And then we were blown away by the number of people who were going through the same exact thing that I was. I think over the last couple of years, you know, I'm I'm over in Austin, and and it's you know it's it's a it's pretty it can be pretty similar, the conditions and and sometimes the the issues people have to put up with. It's it's pretty much the same around the state of Texas, right? I think now I I'm hearing people like you and and other other folks speaking out and talking about renters' rights. How, how do you feel? I mean, have you, have you sensed that it's becoming more of a conversation in San Antonio or in Texas? Oh, definitely, definitely. Since the, in October when I was evicted, till now um, I've done a few TV spots on the news and I've had a few newspaper uh, articles come out, three, I believe. And I spoke at the housing commission monthly meeting twice and once that happened like everyone is talking about it you're seeing all these changes happen like the people in the office were switched out and you know people are under fire like people are actually starting to pay attention once one person speaks out then other people are going to start being more comfortable with coming forward themselves so it just takes that that spark to get the ball going my oldest is 15 years old, you know, in a few years, she's going to be going out in the world and trying to find a place to rent herself. And it's my responsibility as a parent to make sure she has her best chance when she goes out. And the only way I can do that is to affect change. So after hearing all of these conversations, Amelia, um, I, I think one of the things that you, you've been talking about is the human element of, of this commission. So in the end, this commission is not to create just another commission in the city. It is a means to provide people the space that, that doesn't exist yet, yeah. um, provide them the space to, to talk about issues that are most meaningful to their lives. Yeah, and this is a huge, like we've said a million times, this is a huge portion of the city we have commissions that deal with veterans. We have commissions that deal with domestic violence. These are issues that have particular importance and particular you know, salience. And we really do need a place where renters can have those hard conversations in a way that's protected from reprisal. All right, that's our show. If you want to know more about San Antonio renters' issues, you can look at uh, Amelia's research uh, at texashousers.org. And we're signing off from foggy and humid San Antonio. <laughs> All right. Our music is by JT Heritage Mac. See you next time. I don't